in-depth, investigative. This is KXAN News. A very happy new year to you and thanks so much for joining us. I'm Jennifer Sanders. First at five, fire crews tell us they put out a fire that was burning near the San Marcos premium outlet. So crews working the fire told us it burned up to 10 acres and they say that fire was sparked by a tractor that hit a rock while someone was cutting hay to feed their cows. The good news though, there are no injuries and no property was damaged. Well, it's certainly a warm start to the new year. Nick, it is so nice outside. We, we didn't want to come in and I hear that we're flirting with a few records. Yeah, we could be both tonight and tomorrow near record breaking warmth coming our way and it was already a warm one for us today. This is how it looks in Northwest Austin at the Palms Car Wash. 76 degrees still, although we are getting a lot of high clouds. Most of us are in the 70s, but there are some 80s still at this hour, mostly in the hill country, but San Marcos right now at 82. Interesting difference in the type of air we have overhead. Metro and eastern counties, it's humid with dew points in the 60s. Into the hill country, though, the air noticeably drier, dew points in the 40s and even 30s, so that dry air in the hill country able to warm up more, and that's why we had more 80s there. Just high clouds streaming in for now. We expect increasing clouds as we head through the next few hours, but we stay dry through midnight as we drop through the 70s and into the 60s. Here's what's coming up in first warning weather. We've got a chance of some rain here for your Monday and even a few thunderstorms as well. We'll track the timing of that as well as the potential for record heat before a cool down eventually comes our way. Parts of Northern California continue to experience flooding. Sacramento County has issued a state of emergency after a double levee breach. Homes and streets in East Palo Alto were covered with water after a creek overflowed, leaving water levels up to three feet high. An underground parking garage at an apartment complex completely flooded, submerging cars there. And crews have rescued dozens of people whose cars got stuck in that high water overnight. A local nonprofit and volunteers are making sure people experiencing homelessness have a good start to the new year. House the Homeless hosted its 30th annual Hugs Thermal Party that was at First Baptist Church of Austin today. Volunteers handed out hundreds of hot lunches, hats, gloves, bus passes, and even flashlights. The group also gave out some surveys to see how the city and the county can improve services for people out on the streets. We're getting feedback on how people are doing, being able to make it to cold weather shelters, being able to attain emergency services that they might need during that extreme cold that we've had the past few years, and also questions along the lines of how we can improve housing people. Throughout the year, House the Homeless provides education, resources, and support for unhoused members of our community. More young children are going to the ER for mental health emergencies than ever. Numbers started rising before the pandemic. KXAN's Jayla Washington dug into this new study from the American Medical Association. This was a comprehensive study done over the course of several years, dating all the way back to 2015 by a group of doctors and researchers. More than 200,000 children between ages 3 and 17 from across the country were seen at 38 hospitals from 2015 to 2020. The study found emergency room visits for them increased by 8% annually. 13% patients making repeat visits within six months. Trey Tucker is a well-known mental health therapist. He isn't surprised by these shocking stats as he connects with a lot of younger people on a regular basis. Those of us who work with teens know that for years now, 
they've been really under attack in a couple of areas. They're, they're addicted to happiness and reflection is totally under attack. They need deep connection. The licensed mental health therapist who you just heard from, he tells me that social media is actually playing a big role in a lot of the mental health strain that young people are dealing with. And specifically here in Texas, if you didn't know, a lawmaker is proposing a bill for next legislative session to actually ban social media for anyone under the age of 18. I'm reporting from the newsroom. Jayla Washington, back to you. Some Central Texans are diving headfirst into 2020. I'm all about the environment. I think it's important to preserve what we have um, by taking care of everything. Well, friends of Barton Springs Pool hosted the annual Polar Plunge today, and many of the people we spoke with said this is a New Year's tradition for them. And the city of Pflugerville also hosted its annual freeze flop at the Scott B. Mincer Pool. The cost of admission was a canned food item for area food banks. A local nonprofit that supports children and their families through recreation programs in local schools held a memorial run this morning at Pease Park. 114 people showed up for today's run, raising more than $30,000 for the David Phillips Foundation. You can find out more about that foundation on our website at kxan.com. A Central Texas high school band is set to perform tomorrow in the historic Rose Parade. We have a sneak peek of what to expect when they take a national stage. And Texas takes aim at TikTok. We'll explain more about the state and federal ban on one of the most popular social media apps on the planet. Federal employees are now banned from downloading or using TikTok on government devices. This follows a move by several governors, including Texas Governor Greg Abbott, to ban the social media app on state devices, calling it a national security risk. With more than a billion users worldwide, KXAN's Ryan Chandler takes a look at the state's move to protect privacy. Texas taking aim at TikTok. Governor Greg Abbott banning the Chinese social media giant from state-issued devices. Now more than a dozen other states and Congress block their employees from the app following national security concerns from the FBI. It's uh, parent company is controlled by the Chinese government. I think there are legitimate concerns um, that TikTok might be a dangerous place. And in Texas, the directive impacts not just state agencies, but public universities. T. Austin posted on these accounts to recruit students and show off plenty of Bevo. But they haven't posted at all since Governor Abbott's order. They told their employees they need to look out for cyber threats, including software that could take their data and give it to third parties. And that third party could be the Chinese Communist Party. And it gives them the potential to leverage the app in ways that I think should concern us. And Governor Abbott may go farther. OU and Auburn have already banned students from using the app on university Wi-Fi. The university could say, you know, we don't mind if you have TikTok, but you're not going to use it on, you know, university property, or you're not going to use it on campus computers, or you're not going to use it on the campus Wi-Fi. Other American social media companies like Facebook or Google or Twitter also harvest vast amounts of our personal data. The difference here, lawmakers worry, is where it goes. The main concern is that it's a Chinese company. For now in Texas, the clock may be ticking on TikTok. If you missed the news, we now get updated pollen data over the weekend. 
And today's readings came in very high for cedar for only the second time this season. Hey, at least mold is on the decline. It was a warm day. We got up to 79 today. We could get warmer tomorrow. We'll show you the potential record-breaking warmth and the timing of some storms in first warning weather. A local high school band is taking center stage in a bucket list parade tomorrow. The Vista Ridge Rangers are the only band from Texas performing in the iconic Rose Parade in California. KXAN's Tom Miller visited with them right before the big show. Before hitting the road again, the Vista Ridge Marching Band ironed out the kinks in a final practice at its Cedar Park campus. Music from an Austin original, the soundtrack for members' upcoming trip. We've got some Willie Nelson, some uh, uh, Deep in the Heart of Texas quotes in there, uh, so we're excited to showcase that for the, our friends out in California. Associate Band Director Zach Santos has helped lead the Leander ISD Band for the last five years. Working toward this point, it's the only band of the 21 playing in the parade to be directly invited. An invite earned following their performance last year at Nationals. It's just a continued, a continued constant growth. Every year we're striving to be better. All 273 members and their families are paying their own way to go to Pasadena. With millions watching, the pressure is on for the musicians like Junior Ellie Jagan. I think just like as a collective like drumline, we need to work on like just making sure everything is crystal clean and perfect. Senior Rachel Alexander is the drum major making sure that crystal clean perfection is the goal. She says everyone from percussion to wind instruments to the color guard recognizes an opportunity like this comes once in a lifetime. I think everyone is just so excited and so grateful that it's not, I don't really think anyone's really anxious. We're just so, so, so excited. I think it's just a way to bring our, our, our community and our program to a national level and just get to share these students and, and what they do really well at, at the highest level. A level of excellence putting this Central Texas band in the national spotlight. In Cedar Park, Tom Miller, KXAN News. And you can watch the band perform right here on KXAN tomorrow. The Rose Parade's New Year's celebration airs from 10 to noon. First warning weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon. Hopefully you had a great start to the brand new year. Sure was a warm one. We got into the upper 70s. Right now we're in the mid 70s in Round Rock from our Whittlesea Landscape Supplies camera. Getting a lot of high clouds streaming in. Really much of the state was rather warm. We've still got some 80s in Laredo. Most of... Uh, Texas, though, in the 70s now. Uh, we're going to start pretty warm tomorrow, likely mostly in the 60s, but even a few 70s to begin your Monday. And then look at this. We jump up, we expect, to near 80, thanks to some bonus afternoon sun tomorrow, uh, even with a cloudy start that may feature a little bit of rain. Where's that rain coming from? Well, a big storm system that's been impacting much of the western states and is now heading for the Four Corners region has a strong and uh, 
long-lasting cold front with it that stretches all the way back to uh, the Pacific Ocean. Well, that cold front's going to be coming through tomorrow night, but ahead of it, we've got the chance for some spotty streamer showers and a lot of clouds into tomorrow morning. Let me show you the timing of this here as we take it into tonight. The low clouds start to thicken back up here before midnight for the metro and our eastern counties, and then eventually taking over into the hill country as well. Soon after midnight, we start seeing some spotty, mostly light showers. Can't rule out an isolated thunderstorm here tomorrow morning that would contain a heavier downpour, but in general, the spotty showers here tomorrow morning through the middle of the day should be fairly light but there may be one or two heavier rounds. We see a good amount of sunshine breaking through the clouds as we dry out temporarily here tomorrow afternoon. That's what's going to allow temperatures to jump up uh, into the low 80s, we expect, on what could be a record-tying or record-breaking day. But there may be a second round of wet weather that comes in late tomorrow night. This is 9.30 Monday night. Clouds thickening back up. And notice this almost broken line of spotty showers that may turn into thunderstorms as we approach midnight Tuesday morning. Uh, this line will likely strengthen as it goes on through the night. This is 1 o'clock Tuesday morning, and there may be some stronger storms in the mix here, too. It likely forms just east of I-35, say, near Austin or into our eastern counties. But so basically there's going to be a late night, middle of the night chance for some showers and storms before the wet weather gradually clears out here as we head into your Tuesday morning. So basically we're looking at two rounds of potential wet weather, but it's the second round that could give us a strong, potentially severe thunderstorm. We are at a marginal risk of one out of five for severe weather in eastern Williamson County, Bastrop County, Lee, Milam, and Fayette County. This is mostly for tomorrow night, but the bigger severe weather threat is actually well to the northeast of us. We're just right on the edge. Most of us really not going to get much in the way of rainfall. A few hundredths of an inch of rain. If you're lucky, a couple of tenths of an inch. Unless you're in a thunderstorm, then those rainfall amounts would be locally higher. So tonight, 65 degrees. That's a warm night. The record warm low for tonight is actually 66. We'll have increasing clouds with a few showers after midnight and then a few showers tomorrow morning followed by some afternoon sunshine. It's going to be a breezy, very warm day. We'll forecast a high of 80. That's actually the record high for tomorrow's date from back in 1954. So we could be looking at record tying or maybe even record breaking warmth. It's also going to be one more humid day tomorrow. That humidity drops off once we get that cold front coming through Tuesday morning and then the temperatures slowly drop from the 70s to the 60s with some rain possible as we head into next weekend. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. All right, no Dallas Cowboys today, so a relaxing New Year's Day for Dallas fans, largely. A chance to keep their division title hopes alive with a Philadelphia loss, but the Eagles not going to lose to the lowly Saints, of course, so we probably don't even need to show the highlights. Alas, you know, any given Sunday, Week 17 in Philly, no Jalen Hurts, so... Yeah, Gardner Minshew getting the start. Long first drive for New Orleans. Taysom Hill, the quarterback slash running back slash receiver slash tight end slash whatever they want him to be, runs in for the score. Eagles down 13-3 here in the third. Double move. It always works in backyard football, right? The quarterback always bites. Sometimes in regular football, too. A.J. Brown all the way in for the score. And it's a three-point game after that. All right, same score later in the fourth. Minshew trying to create some... Similar magic, and it's, uh, you know, it results in the same amount of points just for the guys in gold and white. Marshawn Lattimore in for the pick six, effectively over after that. So, yeah, despair in Philadelphia. 
Eagles lose more on what that means for the Cowboys here in a minute. But first, Houston Texans for some reason. Fourth and one on their opening drive. Opening drive. Jeff Driscoll is not able to get the first down on their two quarterback set. Uh, against the Jaguars here who are in the hunt for a division race. They take over. Third and goal for them. Jamichael Hasty takes that ball, running with a vengeance. He's in for the score. Seven nothing Jacksonville. And a lot more of that. Same score in the second. Another running back. This one really the first stringer. Clemson guy hands the ball off to a Clemson guy. Trevor Lawrence to Travis Etienne. 62 yards. Not a lot of tackling. That's not the theme today for Houston. They fall, they lose big again, still hold a half game lead, if you want to call it that, for the first overall pick. They're definitely looking forward to draft season in H-Town. So, back to the Cowboys. This sets up a very interesting week 18. If the Eagles lose against the Giants and the Cowboys win against the Commanders, the NFC East will belong to Dallas. Who would have thought that just a couple weeks ago? And possibly the Cowboys could have the number one overall seed. What a fun week 18 ahead. Still to come, pretty insane day of college football a day ago. We're breaking it all down next. All right, welcome back. We were a rather blessed people yesterday with some incredible college football games, unless you're a Big Ten fan. Spoiler, spoiler. But two thrilling showdowns, and we now have a national championship game set. Let's go in reverse order yesterday. Ohio State and Georgia in the nightcap. This one was a lot of fun. Buckeyes up 41-35 with a minute left. Stetson Bennett, the incredible story continues to 80. Mitchell in the corner of the end zone. Bulldogs go up one with 56 seconds left. Is that too much time? Buckeyes drive down. Noah Ruggles time. He has been nails, has the veteran kicker for the Buckeyes. He gets iced. The kick, not even close. What an emotional roller coaster for both teams. Excitement from Georgia, despair from Ryan Day and the Buckeyes. Georgia to the national championship game. Back to the Fiesta Bowl, the first game of the day. Michigan uh, down here to TCU late. And it's J.J. McCarthy able to work some magic into the corner of the end zone. Michigan back within a score late down 51 to 45. But after a TCU punt, fourth and 10, this is effectively the last chance for Michigan. Early snap and kind of just mayhem after that. TCU able to hold on. The underdog thrilling story continues and they are headed to the championship game. What this group did tonight is what they've done all year. They just played really tough football, hard-nosed football, believed in each other, uh, believed in their teammates, and um, it just found a way to overcome and persevere. So it's kind of what we've done all year. We did it tonight. That's who we are. That's our football team, and we look forward to... Uh, you know, teeing it up again in 10 days and having a chance to win a national championship. Yeah, after that Big 12 championship game, I think that stung, you know, for, for everybody. I think a lot of people were emotional because you get so close to a, to a league championship. And then for us to, to battle back and, and kind of, you know, avenge that loss and be able to win this one tonight against a great opponent and, you know, have the opportunity to go play, play for a national championship, I think just means so much to, you know, the guys up here, guys in the locker room, our coaching staff, our fans, our university. So I think that's kind of the, you know, the biggest thing. So it will be TCU against Georgia, not tomorrow, the Monday after that. Yeah, all right, Noah, thanks so much. We'll be right back. All right, Nick, a final check of our beautiful weather. Well, thank you for joining us this weekend, Jen. I know, Jen. it's nice to be back. Uh, tomorrow will be a little more interesting. We're going to have some spotty, mostly light showers and an isolated thunderstorm around in the morning. Then the sun comes out in the afternoon and we're up to 
80 degrees, but there may be a late night storm or shower tomorrow night as well. But we'll keep watching. We'll have updated timing later on tonight. All right, Nick, thanks so much. And thank you so much for joining us again. Happy New Year. We'll see you back here after the game. And for those latest headlines, just visit our website, kxan.com.